Just win, baby. <laughs> Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk a little Las Vegas Raiders football. Let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. Uh, he hosts the uh, Silver and Black Today radio show. You can uh, check out his work online, silverandblacktoday.com. He is Scott Gilbrinson with us here on the big show. Scott, how are you? Gilbrinson, excuse Good, me. Jake, I apologize. That's okay. That's all right. How you doing today, Jake? I'm doing well. I'm terrific, Scott. And uh, yeah, I, one of my I'm famous around here for my lack of ability to accurately pronounce names. So I've got to apologize <laughs> for that. But you're unfortunately you're one of many mistakes that I make over the years. You know, I just had a guest on our show because we get off the air at four o'clock Pacific on Raider Nation Radio here in Las Vegas. And uh, I called a caller called in a listener and I called them by the guest name and then the guest came on and I called the caller's name. So I feel you. (laughs) And especially it's especially bad because before we came on, Austin goes, you know, he he goes by the nickname Gully, if that'll help you remember. And I think, oh, yeah, perfect. And then I still mess it up anyway. So Uh, we we really appreciate you jumping on with us, Scott. Uh, You you know, the the Raiders moved to Las Vegas. Um, It might seem kind of weird, but Salt Lake and Vegas have this connection where it kind of sister cities in a weird way they're the closest to next big city to us the jazz way back in the day used to play some games down there um obviously there's a big lds uh, population here in utah but there's also one down there so there's actually some similarities and you know i i think a lot of people me included were excited that the raiders moved to las vegas because it felt like finally that we here have kind of some access to the nfl so we appreciate you jumping on with us because I think there's a, a kind of a booming interest around here in Raider football. You know, it's funny you say that, too, because um, I went to I, I, I first moved to Las Vegas back in the early 90s, went to college here and worked at UNLV and at the Thomas and Mack Center, where you talked about where the jazz actually played for a while uh, and and worked for a gentleman here in town who was LDS. So I know the LDS community really well. And I always I always tell people, they, they always ask me, what's one thing you don't know or I don't know about Las Vegas? I always tell them, well, it was founded as a Mormon mission uh, <laughs> and uh, kind of go through all that stuff. So people are so surprised by that. Uh, but, yes, it's, it, and, and the Raiders, you know, that's one thing that the Raiders, I think, uh, in moving to Las Vegas, they've started to do. And, and clearly down in southern Utah here, uh, you, you have a big uh, population of folks who actually have season tickets uh, for yeah. the Raiders for the new stadium. Unfortunately, they can't go this year. But the Raiders are making a conscious effort to, I think, market into Utah, which is very smart. It's a great family community and a lot of football fans up there, of course, with the great rich history of BYU. Uh, and so, yeah, it's going to be nice to have our, our Utah neighbors in the Beehive State ready to go and, and ready to be part of Raider Nation as they settle in here in Las Vegas. To that point, we're we uh, here on the zone. We're carrying all the games. We're your uh, U- oh. Utah home of the Raiders. So I mean, we're nice. we're jumping on board. Uh, we're there for sure. Um, and and we know about that sports community down there in Las Vegas. It's 
it's a sneaky great sports community with a ton of passion. There's a ton of interest. I mean, we saw uh, you know the interest in the in the Golden Knights down there when the NHL came to town. I've got to imagine that the 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 feeling around the Raiders is has got to be a, a ton of interest and a ton of passion, right? Yeah, there is. It's really taken hold, you know, because originally the plan to move here is approved in 2016-17, and you kind of said, well, they're coming, but it's not for three years. So people, I think, were a little bit arm's length because it wasn't imminent. But then once uh, the move was imminent, last season ended, and they started building um, their headquarters here, and, of course, the stadium, Elysian Stadium, was getting closer to be complete, then I think it became very real for everyone and the town is, yeah, it's electric with Raider fever. Uh, it's a little muted, clearly, because of what we've gone through as a nation. And, and Nevada, as you know, uh, has been closed down pretty hard uh, during the pandemic. And so, uh, and Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, decided on his own that there would be no fans in the stadium this year because he said it's either all the fans or none of the fans. And that was a decision he made. Uh, and so the excitement is here. It's ready to go. It's It's just unfortunate that people can't go out to the beautiful new stadium and enjoy some football. All right, let's talk about this team. And I'll, uh, I'll admit a couple of years ago uh, a, a bad run I had in uh, evaluating coaching hires because when the Raiders <laughs> hired John Gruden, I thought, oh, plucking the guy out of the booth? I mean, he hasn't coached in how long? We'll see how this goes. And then Arizona State hired Herm Edwards, and I had a similar reaction, like, pa, what a joke. And Herm Edwards is doing great at Arizona State, and it appears John Gruden has this Raider franchise on a pretty good track. Talk about this team this year and the perform or the job he is doing. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's one of those situations where when he got there uh, two seasons ago, he uh, there was a lot of skepticism. It's like he's been out of football for ten years, and let's face it, football is full of young men, and and as you get older, it's harder. Uh, to relate, as some people uh, surmised. Uh, but John Gruden came in, and one of the first things he decides to do is he decides to trade the best player on the team, and that is Khalil Mack. So a lot of people were not sure what was going on. And in essence, what happened was they, the, the roster was not in the position. There were so many holes that trading a Khalil Mack allowed them to fill it with players like Josh Jacobs, the great young running back they now have. So I think that when he first got on board, there was a lot of work to do. The organization was going in a different direction. It replaced Reggie McKenzie as GM with Mike Mayock, who came off TV. So you had a coach who came off TV. You had a GM who came off TV. Uh, and a lot of people laughed at that. But what they've been able to do in the short period of time is they've remade the roster. They're not all the way done, but they've made significant progress. They've gotten younger. Two years ago, they had the oldest roster in the NFL. Now they, I think they have the fourth youngest roster. They've filled these roles with young players who they believe have high football knowledge but also have lots of character. So that's one thing that they've been very key on is wanting young men who will live by John Gruden standards and the Raider standards of what a Raider and what a football player should be. So that's taken some time. It's taken some adjustments. They haven't hit on everybody. But overall, they've been very successful in the draft, and uh, they made progress over the last couple of years. Uh, now they need to build depth and really start to put it together and win games. He inherited Derek Carr. Do you think he's sold on him? <clears throat> you know, it's funny. Derek Carr is the most polarizing subject in all of Raider Nation. It's not <laughs> – whether they won that week or not, it always comes back to Derek Carr, which is really surprising for me. Derek Carr, you know, first and foremost, really good guy, uh, does a lot in the community, 
Um, I respect him personally because he's a family guy, and he always preaches that, and that to me is important. But I will tell you that um, he also has a lot of upside, and he's also uh, has his limitations. So Derek Carr is who he is. He's a good quarterback. Is he an elite quarterback? Is he in the rarefied air of an Aaron Rodgers, a Pat Mahomes, a Lamar Jackson, and now like a Josh Allen in Buffalo who they play this weekend? He's not. Um, but if you surround him with the right tools and the right players and you have a good game plan, he can win you games. So he is the guy they have right now. John Gruden was said to have been wanting to get rid of him since he got there. He never has. Their relationship is good. So for the time being, and, of course, things change quickly in pro sports, as you know, Jake, um, for right now they seem content to go with him. Uh, but for the future, it certainly looks like they need to think about developing that quarterback of the future coming up here in the next few years. Talking uh, Raider football with Scott Goldbrinson uh, uh, down there in Las Vegas, silverandblacktoday.com, the Silver and Black Today radio show as well. Uh, you mentioned they've got the Bills this weekend, and I know injuries have been piling up for this Raider team. How do you like them against the Bills team that seems to be pretty up and coming? Well, as my radio partner said today, I, I think they have a, punch, a puncher's chance, right, which is, yes, injuries hurt you, but Derek Carr, John Gruden, uh, Paul Gunther, the defensive coordinator, all have said the same thing this week, and they said, you know what, injuries are part of the game. Injuries don't matter. Nobody cares. We have to have a next-man-up mentality. We have to step up. Players have to fill in, and they have to fulfill those roles at the best that they can. And so the Raiders uh, are saying, don't make excuses for us. So going into the Buffalo game, you know, they're, they're, they're set up on offense. They didn't have a great week on offense last week, but the Raiders were scoring, you know, this, the first two games of the year, scored 34 points in both games uh, before going back down to 20 this last game in, in Foxborough against the Patriots. So they're going to have to put points on the board, Jake, because their defense has been – the really disappointing part thus far into this early season. They're two and one though. Let's remember that. Right, they're not 0 right. three. They're two they're two and one, but their defense is giving up massive amounts of yards on the ground. They rank it almost uh, near the bottom in every category on the defense. So the defense, which they spent a lot of money on, they, they signed uh, free agent linebacker Corey Littleton from the Rams. They signed Nick Kwiatkowski from the Bears, who's been hurt. Um, and then they drafted rookie Damon Arnett at, at uh, cornerback. Uh, so they're very young in the defensive backfield, which has actually performed well. The defensive front uh, and the linebacking position has, has really hurt them thus far, and that was supposed to be an area of focus uh, and an area of spend, and it just hasn't performed. So if they can get better on defense in a hurry and continue to score points, then they have a good shot of beating the Bills here at home. Uh, quick uh, would-you-rather for you, Scott. Would you rather watch tonight's Broncos-Jets game, or would you rather do anything else? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, I think it's one of those games I will do something else, uh, probably do something with my wife, but I will use the game as, as sort of white noise background music. There you go. Uh, that's a good plan. I like it. And then just in is, case something actually happens, you can watch it. That's right. And it is football, so, you know, at least having it in the background makes me feel a little warm and fuzzy. I'm with you, buddy. Hey, thank you so much. This was great. Thanks for jumping on with us and, and keeping us up to date with what's going on. We'll we'll have to have you back on the program a bunch. Yeah, Jake, anytime you need me, I'll be there. And thanks to everybody up in Utah for uh, for listening. Thanks, Scott. There you go. Scott Goldbrinson, uh, again, Silver and Black Today radio program uh, on 920 a.m. down there in Vegas. 
And uh, he's got a website up with, with a bunch of good work on it, by the way, silverandblacktoday.com. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.